Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. Today, I'm chatting with Amber Anderson all about a candid look at parenting in the event industry. Amber and I discuss how she has structured her life and her business to work for her and her family. She shares a fresh perspective on parenting in the event industry and candidly talks about how by being open to help either from inside or outside the home, you are able to still focus on your business while enjoying time with your kids. A little bit about Amber is that she is the founder of Heavenly Day Events and the host of Refine for Wedding Planners. Amber desires to coach and mentor planners via the largest Facebook group exclusively for wedding planners by offering a course, retreat, membership, and templates. I'm so excited Amber's here. This is really a great topic and she has so many great takeaways that I hope you guys um, who are either expecting or moms or, you know, trying to juggle it all, realize that you can't. (laughs) You got to get help. And I'm so Amber, I'm so glad Amber's here to help us see that a little bit further. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Amber, can you say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into it today. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super pumped. We're going to be talking about um, one of my topics we love talking about on the show. We're going to talk about um, a candid look at parenting and the event industry. Doesn't get enough love. So I'm happy you're here to sort of uh, open it up a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get started uh, and jump into all things parenting, why don't we tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Yeah, of course. So I started by accident, like a lot of us in the event industry. I, uh, it goes back to the Great Recession, a couple years after college, and finding the nearest desk job and surviving a bunch of layoffs and realizing I didn't want to sit at desk and I moved around to the event side of that of that bit of that company. And eventually, long story short, moved into after I got married one of our family friends is opening a venue and he said, come consult with me. You know, I need some help here about questions. I've got a lot of clients that need a wedding planner and you just did all of this. You plan events corporately. Surely you can figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) So I jumped in, helped him out and suddenly had 16 clients. And so he said, why don't you slap a brand on it and go full time? That's awesome. And that's how you started. So I did. And yeah, yeah, it was kind of baptism by fire. And this was before Pinterest. And this was before a lot of educational platforms. We didn't have podcasts. We didn't have, you know, it was the few certification programs out there. And then you were kind of on your own. 
There was no continued education. And so it really was a lot of digging deep, networking, asking questions, and, and self-education and, and learning the hard way. And yeah. so I I am just so grateful for those that on behalf, like for those that come into the industry at this point, because it's just a sea of information. And maybe that's overwhelming, quite frankly, but we had nothing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I definitely, I started um, my photography business in 2010, the tail end of 2010. And I we only had Creative Live and that was just in its infancy stage. And we had like the B school. So we had very limited mm-hmm. um, resources as well. And like education was YouTube, but barely. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. So start so coming into the industry today, you've got all these advantages of like so much amazing content, you know, some paid, yeah. some free. So I, I hear you, girl. <laughs> I was there I'm, too. Like, I'm, I'm thinking back, I'm like, I think Instagram was just starting. Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's a completely I, different yeah, world. Definitely, you know? I, I've been a so, member since it launched in 2010. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't understand the power of it, so I don't have a million followers. But yeah, it's um, it's so funny when things happen and and where you are, and like Pinterest yeah. wasn't even born yet. No, I planned my wedding with Stami Pretty Blog. That was it. Oh, like that was our inspiration. So I have a, you know, a, an affection for that because. Yeah. So I got my ideas. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for today because we've had a couple of sh- uh, shows on the podcast about parenting and how to juggle parenting as a wedding professional and working in the event industry and and excited to chat more about that with you. But, you know, can you maybe just tell us a little bit of a uh, background about uh, your own family dynamics so we understand sort of uh, yeah. you, your situation? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to connect that to the lifeline of or to the life cycles of my business so that we can really get you know a good idea of 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 why I'm passionate about this topic. So I am a mother of two. They are six and eight and I've been married 11 years now almost a couple months from now. And so I started this business right as we were getting married and quickly went into you know, if I have an eight-year-old, then I got pregnant nine years ago. I mean, I, I, I built the business while going through all the things that our couples and uh, that our couples are going through engagement. And then boom, now I'm pregnant and building a business and trying to have a maternity leave, which I did not have and for either child and trying to scale with all of that. I had a lot of postpartum depression after my second child. And the fact that the business hung in there is impressive to me. I don't know how it happened. So this is a topic that really means a lot to me and is something that I hope to provide some some golden nuggets on. And by no means is my family perfect. Have we figured it all out? We have our days where we all want to throw in the towel. I'm not here to say I've I have the manual. <laughs> I just I've I've learned some things the hard way and I have figured a couple things out and and just hope to share that knowledge. Yeah, I love that. Well, we all learn from each other here. So I appreciate that. Um, and and excited to to find out what you've learned. Um, but so so you're self-employed, right? Like you're your own business. I owner? am. Yeah. I okay. am. And do you have employees? I do. Okay. So yes, manage 
management, you know, little people management, husband management, team, <laughs> like staff management. I'm here for it. So someone, I need someone to manage me. I'm the hot mess of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little person management. I'm going to get it. Uh, I love that. Yeah. I have a little person yeah. too. I definitely have to manage her. So that's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And true. (laughs) Now that we know a little bit more about you, your family, and your business, you know, how are you or how have you been able to sort of manage parenting in the event industry? Yeah. So I think for me, a lot of it goes back to having a supportive partner. And for those that listening that don't, I just I want to reach through all of these devices and just high five you and hug you and put you on a pedestal because you're my hero. And I just, I'm so impressed by that. And so I, I don't know how I would have done it without a supportive partner. And those of you that are, you know, you, you've managed to figure that out and we would love to hear from you. But I think that I've done my best to surround myself with people that will support me because because in all transparency and he would tell you this himself he was sitting next to me there have been seasons like long seasons where he wasn't as supportive and you know i mentioned the postpartum depression and when when someone checks out with postpartum depression they they neglect their partner right so then what does their partner do they check out Mm -hmm. so we were both checked out and it was a really dark couple years really dark so in that regard I, i did a lot of it by myself but you know i I think surrounding myself with support, using my words, not being afraid to raise my hand and ask for help or mm-hmm. ask questions. And mm-hmm. that requires a lot of vulnerability and humility. And that is just something that I had to make a choice to do because I'm a very independent, super tough, very confident, I will figure this out kind of person. And so for me to ask for help is very vulnerable. But I I saw that that was you know, it takes a village. And I saw, I saw the advantages of that in growing up and how my parents leaned into the village. And I decided, okay, it worked in my childhood. I, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to try it. And I have, I've, you know, I'll trade off with other friends. Hey, can I take your kids tonight? Will you take mine tomorrow night? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, things like that. We have a home manager in our house for 10 to 12 hours a week that comes across three days a week. And they help me with the clutter. They help me with the laundry, the meal prep, all of that. And I say, help me. I'm upstairs in my office with the door closed and they do all of it. (laughs) But um, yeah, that has been life-giving. They run my errands. They, you know, all the Amazon stuff I get and have to return and whatever, like they, they take care of, they package it all up. They take care of that. And they've reduced the need for like all that online shopping. They've reduced the need, they've reduced the waste. They've reduced the cost. They've reduced, you know, they've our, our food waste even, you know, because you you buy food with good intentions and then you're like, I'm too busy. I'm going to go out to eat. And all of a sudden every avocado went bad. And so, yeah, it's been really helpful. And it means that I have time in the evenings with my family. We eat dinner around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. together and you know more than not we, we certainly have soccer and things like that and are busy but you know we don't spend our free time just stuck on honeydew projects around the house right. and you know and and it seemed daunting to hire a person for this it's like god there's one more expense in my life right but what i found was that it was cheaper than outsourcing some things in my business 
And so I brought some of the things I was outsourcing in my business back in house that I like doing and I'm good at doing. I just didn't have time to do it all. And then I outsourced my personal life for less and now it's all getting done. That's that's awesome. I want to, I want to like jump into that for a minute. Like you, you know, I think um, asking for help is like the biggest hurdle for, for moms, like including myself included. I'm very much, I'm similar to you where I want to do everything myself. I'll figure it out myself. Right. I have a very supportive husband. I mean, he's like the most incredible human being ever. And right. before we even had a kid, I was like, you have to help me <laughs> because I can't do it oh, all. Yeah. And then and I also, we had a conversation where I said, I'm not giving up my business to have a kid. Like that's right. not what this is about. Yeah. So I feel like that's such a strong valid point. You know, like having a, a supportive spouse is definitely very helpful. And if you don't have a, uh, someone to lean on like that, having a circle where your village, like you keep calling it, is, is there to help you, you know, watch your kids one night and you can do the other night. Um, but I think the asking for help and then hiring help is so important here because yeah. those takeaways, uh, you know, it's like uh, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the best parent, to be the best mom. We have to do everything on our own. But the reality is that's so not true. You know, like right. you can hire. I love that you hired someone to help you in your personal life and then brought things back in your business to take care of. And now they all get done. Like, I feel like that's such right. a huge light bulb moment um, for someone listening like, oh, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll tell you to like break down the economics of it. What I was outsourcing was about $35 an hour. And, you know, I outsourced lots of different things at lots of different rates. But for this exact transaction, what I brought back in was $35 an hour. What I now outsource in my personal life has cost me at different points, depending on who I've hired, $20 to $25 an hour. And so, and it's fewer hours. Mm -hmm. So it, I mean, that's a wash right there. And then in addition to that, like I said, I don't waste food and I don't eat out as much. So, you know, my cost for food has gone way down. I don't impulse purchase. I don't go to, this is, this was my deciding factor. My husband presented the idea because he's in a, a business form and some of the guys do this and he brought it home. And I just, I was like, oh, one more expense. I don't know. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to pay for itself. And he broke it down for me and I, I saw it. I, when I, <laughs> this is the moment I went to Target to get a box of cupcake mix and a tub of icing because who has time to make it from scratch, you know? And so that's all I needed. It's all I needed. Should have cost me what? 12 bucks, at least at that time before inflation. And I spent $146 on what? I have no idea. And so you take, you subtract that 12 bucks and I could have had a handful of hours of someone doing my laundry for 20 to $25 an hour. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing? I was an impulse purchaser. I think we all are, whether we're all admitted or not. And so I've cut that out and the whole, it just kind of felt like the, the notion of like, I don't know. I was, I kind of got, I'm pretty independent, like I said, but there was something that still felt like we are not, we don't, we're not married to gender roles in our home, but something still felt like I should be taking care of my home. And and my husband does that too. It's not like I felt like I had to do it independently on my own, but like oh, our home should be our responsibility. And then it clicked like, no, this, this isn't the 1950s. We are, we've moved into a society of dual working homes or, you know, 
single family homes, single income homes with, you know, one parent or it, it looks different. Yeah. And so if our society has evolved, our mindset and our outsourcing is allowed to evolve too. It was a mindset shift mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And so that was long and, and winded, but I hope that that helps listeners kind of, if you're listening give yourself permission to like absorb that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also giving yourself permission to let go of those notions of what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. You know what I yeah, mean? And, like, yes. And you said the word let go. So let me, I want to latch onto that for a second. We as wedding professionals are particular. We are creatives. We, we, when we see something in our mind, when we have this vision, it, it's, it's got to come to fruition the way we see it. That's how creatives work. Okay. So you're going to outsource your creativity and your business and then like micromanage it and get so frustrated with that delegation. Or you can say, I don't care how you fold my socks, just get it done. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I definitely have preferences in my home and that's been a conversation as I've trained people and, and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, if, if you're prepping my meals, then organize the pantry and the fridge the way it makes sense to you. I don't care. I can't care. Right. You know, like you have to let some of that stuff go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's easier to let, you know, the home stuff go for for a lot, for more people than not than it is your business stuff because I don't make money folding socks. I make money with a clear headspace with vision with with visionary you know drive in my business. So when the clutter is cleaned up and I'm not thinking about it while I'm at my computer, then I, I the ideas come and I make more money. And then when I get off, I can. I close the computer. I walk downstairs. I put the meal that was prepped in the oven and we sit down and eat dinner. And that's that. Yeah. I don't work at night anymore. I haven't worked at night in over a year. That's awesome. Yeah. I love this. I feel like it's such a, I don't know, like a really good secret, <laughs> like a really <laughs> good secret that you just shared with everyone. And they're going to be like, what? I didn't even yeah. think about that. I, I mean, yeah. I read this book. I get one. asked about it a lot. I get, I get so many questions, and you can. I mean, on my on the refined website, there's a. I have a guide to it because I've learned a lot through the mm-hmm. process. So awesome. hiring people and all that's hard. So you can pop over there and learn more about it. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So maybe you know what have some of your biggest challenges been? Uh, you know, when you're balancing your work life and and professional life. I think my biggest challenge is I'm a workaholic. Oh. And but what did I just say? I haven't worked in the evenings in a long time, and I do. There are definitely weeks that I absolutely get I jump back into it, but that's not my life anymore. Yeah. Um, my biggest challenge is that I'm a workaholic, and I think a lot of you listening will relate to this when I say <laughs> I'm all or nothing. I am all or nothing on anything I care about, and so it's really hard for me to give my business all of me when I also have two humans that deserve all of me. Mm-hmm. And I really struggle with that. And I don't think any working parent is alone in that. I think we all look at our little humans and are like, huh, you know, over the, over the top of our phone or our computer screen, we're like, you know, just one more night of not playing. I'll play with you tomorrow night. And it's just, that's a challenge to me. And I, I struggle with it and I fight for that. Um, there are plenty of days that I do, despite how much I love working and don't want to give up a career. There are lots of days I, I see the benefit for my family if I did, and I want to throw in the towel and just close it up and do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I haven't, but 
So I just, I struggle with, I can't help but wonder, <laughs> you know, if I did that, would I be happy? If I didn't do that, am I happy? It's just, it's a, it's a, there's a bunch of ping pong balls flying around on that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, what would you say? Well, I kind of already know, but well, it sounds like I know, but what would be some of your biggest rewards? My kids getting to see me be a freaking awesome businesswoman <laughs> and they get to see me do hard things and they get to you know, last summer, for example, and this is a 10-year goal, so I'm not just saying this with the, oh, this is what we do every year. This is something we really strategized on a long time ago and made happen. But we spent five weeks in Colorado. Uh, and, you know, we worked while we were there. We worked a couple days a week or we would do half days and we put our kids in day camps there. And so my kids get to do that kind of stuff. And they get to see that, I don't know, they their world they are on board with a lot of sacrifices as well but i think that the idea that when they have like this morning was there there was something at school that i was able to go to mm-hmm. you know and because my schedule is flexible mm-hmm. so things like that yeah i think yeah the rewards are spending time with your family when you want to and when you mm-hmm. can and knowing that if you have to work late it's okay and that you'll spend more time with them and the, you know like the next day like you said like yeah. i feel like the rewards is also your house is clean <laughs> you're, yeah you're making more money because you're working you've got the brain power and the space to like dream and and play and experiment um, and absolutely and my, yeah. my health was a big was a big factor for a long time mm-hmm. and to the tune of can I run a business? And I, I fought really hard for that and, and really dug into deep, deep conversations with my doctors and really advocated for myself. And, and you know, that's a really hard thing to do. But I think that that's, that's another reward of the, just the, like coming out of that. Now I know there's not, I like, what can I not do? You know, I've, I've like, I've shown myself that I can get through those hard things and that's built to confidence that's, you know, that's, that snowball that builds on itself. And so, you know, that's, that's really impacted me. And I think no matter how hard business ownership gets, you couldn't pay me enough to go work for someone else again. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see that happening. You yeah. Know? No, I'm with you for sure. I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, you know, if, if my, uh, if I were to close my doors right now, I would never go back to corporate. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. If I close my doors right now, it would be because we figured out a way to be financially sustainable for our goals. And then I went and volunteered or worked part-time for someone just to like use my brain, Yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but without the stress of it all, like, oh, big problem. Here you go, boss. Bye. <laughs> exactly. You're like, bye. Honestly, I've always said this. I would either go, I would go and work at J. Crew. <laughs> Like, right? Like, where do you shop? Where do you yeah. need a discount? Go yeah. fun. Whatever. Exactly. I would Not just that retail be... is really fun right now, but <laughs> No, but you know, it's just different. Like if you're not, if you're not the boss, like I don't want to be yeah. any, I don't want to make any sort of decisions except for like, where does exactly. the shirt go? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. So, so what would you say, you know, for, for people who are listening or someone who's listening and they're struggling, you know, to get it all done, you know, what, what would you say to them right now? I, it's really, this is a hard pill to swallow, but I say it and I say it with confidence and, and belief and having coached a lot of people around it and seeing that it, it's, it's true. I, you know, it takes money to make money, which means 
you have to delegate, you have to outsource. And it, it's really hard to think about how am I going to afford that? And, and it does take an initial investment. Sometimes it, it does mean sacrificing something to make that work. And then it pays off and scales from there. So that's that's something I would start with. I think, you know, some things I've thrown throughout, peppered throughout this conversation are just, you know, partner up with other people and trade kids off and do play dates in ways that are, you know, allow you to breathe for a minute mm-hmm. and it a carpool if you're if you're in the sports circuit and it's just you know taking over your life ask people on the team does anyone else live somewhere in this area can we can we carpool like do what you can to make it easier and efficient and problem solve it's not about being a burden it's about being part of a system so create the systems you know when you it, take away the idea that you're asking for help and, right. and and reframe that to, you know what, I'm a smart problem solver and I'm going to create a carpool spreadsheet for this team. And now we all win. I love right? that. Right? Now yeah. you're the hero. You're not the burden. Mm-hmm. So like find, find systems like that that work in your ecosystem of, of people and, and create that village. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I thought I had the coolest, I had the sweetest childhood ever. It was like summer parties and all that, I mean, that was just my parents trying to survive. And I yeah. thought it was the best childhood ever. So don't feel guilty about that. Yeah. You know, and we, we intentionally, when our kids moved out of their cribs, bought them bunk beds. Both, both of my kids have bunk beds. Cause I want that to be my home mm-hmm. and, you know, trade off and, and whatnot. So I think also just using your words and being able to, for when you, for those of us that do have support systems, I've learned that's really important. Then when I'm, down or stressed or irritated that I, I communicate that in a moment that that is not snippy Mm -hmm. before it gets snippy. And I say, Hey, or I can look at my calendar. I can look ahead and and prepare my support person for that and say, Hey, the next couple of weeks are going to be a beast. This is, what do you need from me? What is your, what are your days look like? What do you need from me? Here's what I need from you. Here's how we can be a team and prepare each other for that. So that it doesn't just like all of a sudden blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So those kinds of things. Yeah, I love that. I, I love the open communication and and also I think it's also understanding what you can take on as a person. You know, I, I don't know yeah. if you know having a breaking point can be very easily done when you have a kid, <laughs> especially when you yeah. have a newborn, because you're just nobody can prepare you for what yeah. a newborn's like. So oh, no. yeah. So I think, you know, like understanding that you have a limit and sharing that with your partner yeah. or, or your circle in advance yeah, is like going to be, yeah, really helpful. It's like, look, well, and, a, and, yeah. Even if it's a mystery, even if you don't know, it'll be, you just know that like, Hey, this is coming up. And you mentioned the newborn thing, like anyone listening, that's about to enter that world, take what you think it is and magnify it by like 30. <laughs> like you can never be prepared enough. Yeah. And that's not, a scare tactic here. It's a, it's a moment of love. And just, I, I hope if I'm the only person that was ever honest with you about that, then I'm, you know, you need to hear that. So yeah, I think too, for those that are starting businesses or that are starting families and all of this, I think one of the biggest, um, hmm, I don't know which word to use here, but I think one of the, I think a big misstep or miss, what's not the right word? Um, I think that we think that we can do some things that we, we really can't or shouldn't do. And for example, what I mean by that is, oh, I can work from home and my kids will be here and, you know, they'll, they can, they can play and I'll work between 
naps and breaks and all stuff. And it's like, Godspeed to you. Yeah. Let me know how that works out because you can't. <laughs> you can for a little while until they start crawling at six months or whatever. And, you know, you've got to have a plan in place for that because it's, and it's, for those of us that, and I want it, this was me, I'm preaching in the choir. For those of us that wanted that, that want to stay home with our children, what I discovered is it was unfair to everyone involved. It was unfair to them. It was unfair to my clients. And it was unfair to me because I felt like a failure in every aspect of my world mm-hmm. because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it all. And I felt guilty at all times. And when I was able to bring in, I had a nanny at first, and then we did preschool. When I was able to do that kind of stuff, I felt better. Like I, when I was with someone, I gave them my attention. And then I left and I gave the next person my attention. They, everybody actually got my attention as opposed to it being completely split at all times. And that still happens. But you've got, I mean... You've got to have child care. You have to have child care mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah, I we I had a one of my other podcasts with Amy Rizzuto. We talked about this very open and honestly. And I shared that when I had my daughter Tilly in the beginning, you know, you have these ideas of grandeur, like, oh yeah, you'll get work done when they nap. But the truth is, is that it's just not possible, right? Because maybe yeah. they nap for 20 minutes or maybe they nap for two hours because you never know what a baby is going to do. It's so unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. <laughs> or maybe yeah. they don't nap and they resist the urge the whole day. So once I brought in um, someone to help me, it was like 10 hours a week, kind of similar to you. To you, And um, I finally could sit for three hours and get a whole list of tasks done. Yeah. Yeah. And when she came home, we would play and I wouldn't be worried Absolutely. about my clients. Yeah. So I think it's like you have to, I think I said it in the show. It's like, you have to pay, you have to pay for help. Um, if you, you know, unless you have like this amazing mother who is going to help you or mother-in-law or, you know, whoever yeah. it could be, but if you don't have that resource, you have to pay someone to help you. And it's just inevitable. Yeah, you do. And, you know, for those of you that haven't crossed into this quite yet, but are, you know, paying attention because you're trying to learn what's ahead. I'll tell you, it's amazing what you can get done in three hours Yeah, that you never could get done in eight hours. There is nothing a, a mom or parent can't do that. There, there's something that transforms in a human when they have a kid, like they're just, they turn into this machine and <laughs> <laughs> you can get, a, you know, if you remove the distraction for three hours, like, why if you remove the child for three hours three hours you can get so much done and then you're back to the child exactly you know it's yeah. it's it's amazing what we can get done in three hours exactly but, and you turn off all the distractions facebook no instagram no email yeah, you know all like that yeah exactly and you just literally focus for three hours and you're like whoa i just got a week's worth of work done yeah <laughs> or you know what take a nap, take a dang nap for that three hour window, because you know what? You haven't slept in months. You're tired. You're overworked. You, you, like take a nap. If, if yeah. that's what you do when you have someone helping with your kiddo so that when your kiddo comes home, you're rested and happy and connected to them, then take a nap. Yeah, totally. I love it. So, you know, I, I know we've like touched on a whole bunch of things here, but I always love you know, a succinct like set of tips for people at the end of the show where they can sort of 
I don't know, get their brain thinking or, or, or start mm-hmm. looking into stuff like, you know, what sort of tips or, or advice, you know, can we share with new parents who are, are in the industry or getting in the industry um, that they can start working on as soon as they're done with the show? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that just mapping out, sitting down and journaling a little bit about what, what is your life? What are your, what, what do you want out of your weekly grind? What are, what are your desires for a family? And like actually identifying what those things are and then putting a plan in place to achieve those things and kind of working backwards from there, looking at the tasks that don't make you money, outsource it, you know, looking at what, what, what can you invest in up front to, to outsource something and, and start with baby steps and, you know, become confident in that way. And, and I think listening to podcasts like this or going and finding that guide that I mentioned on my website and just, you know, putting, putting into practice or starting to have those conversations at home and opening up that world of possibility is that that's just where it starts. And maternity, like maternity leave, if you're listening to this, start preparing maternity leave, please protect your maternity. That's I don't, I don't have regrets in life. I regret not having maternity leave for either of my kiddos. I really regret that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think scheduling a maternity leave is really important. Um, I can just speak from my own experience, but my daughter, she was a week early, and then mm-hmm. we, I took eight weeks off, um, off like qu- quotation marks, where I wasn't like actively right. participating <laughs> in my business, um, and everyone knew I had a baby, but I had a engagement session at like six weeks out, and that was. You know, it wasn't even the session was hard. It was hard leaving my child. <laughs> like, I think, you know, those first, those hormones, like those mm-hmm. connections in the beginning are so strong that yeah. the hardest part was actually leaving her. And then I was so excited to get back home and see her. But then, you know, I had a wedding at eight weeks and I feel like eight weeks or if you take 12, like that's really like, and it cause it, everybody's different and your pregnancy mm-hmm. is different and your birth is different. So it just depends on like what you can do, but definitely don't work for the first six weeks. <laughs> like, and don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Do not feel bad about it. Don't no, feel bad. I mean, yeah, you had a baby. You you need to heal. Like you have to bond and your body has to rest. Like you just, it's like a trauma, you know? Yeah. And don't be surprised too. I think that this happens in general, but I was, no, no one talks about this. Um, I think that probably business owners or career-minded people are like more likely to experience this than others, but I think people from all walks of life do. It's not like they just put a baby in your arms and all of a sudden you're in love with it. I mean, that, 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 I think that happens more than not. Absolutely. That is the norm. And that's why we don't talk about this, but like there are situations, there are circumstances where that baby is put on your chest and you're like, that happened to me with one of mine. I was like, where's, where's your mommy? Is your mommy kind of like, am I a mom? Like what's just happened? <laughs> it's like caught me off guard and we bonded pretty quickly, but uh, you know, that happened with my first one. And then with my second one, my husband, it took him a couple of, a couple months to bond. Mm-hmm. And that really, he was really shamed, but he felt very ashamed of that. And mm-hmm. as we opened up about that with others in our close circle, we realized that actually that happens. And yeah. it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just, it's, it's weird. Science, biology and science is weird. So just hang in there. Don't, I don't know why I even added that, but it, yeah. I think business owners are caught off guard by a lot of things when it comes to parenting and that one 
that one can sneak up on you. Yeah, totally. No, it's a good thing to to just throw in and 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 put it out there. You know, give yourself grace. Basically, yeah. I think is like yeah. the gist of the whole conversation. It's like things are hard parenting, and when when you're a small business, it's hard, and then you throw in. A brand new baby. It's hard. And then you throw in another yeah. baby. It's even harder. Yeah, when they grow up, so you've got weekend work and you've got all these sports. It's like, do I get to go to soccer this week? Nope. Do I, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. that gets messy. And so yeah, it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if you have, like you said, if you have good systems, if you are the yeah. problem, if you give the solution to the problem, if you know your strengths and weaknesses to bring on people to help you in the places where you need help yeah. like things are attainable you know having they this, are yeah yeah they're attainable you know, but you have to you have to know that you need help <laughs> you do and and um, as i know we're wrapping up but i just thought of this one just like golden nugget to leave you with let's do it work work in shifts so depending on your category you may or may not be able to do this but for me as a wedding planner and it's a long story. There's a story behind how this accidentally happened for us. And then we realized, oh gosh, this actually works. We we come in shifts. So our clients get eight hour blocks from the team. So I'll maybe I would come, you know, 11 a.m. to or 12 to four or whatever it is. And then the next shift comes at, we overlap in the middle. And so basically my point here is that like, I started being able to leave weddings at seven o'clock and then my team would close it out. So I would get, I felt like I got my weekends back a little. And then there was the, like the closer, the closing shift didn't have to come till four o'clock. So they got to go to the soccer games and they got to go to the pool or whatever it was. And we kind of tried to schedule that around, you know, as the kids got older and had those activities, how they could do that. It makes it more sustainable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. The shifts. I mean, it's so funny you mentioned this because I was talking to a friend again last week. Um, you know, I'm not going to be a wedding photographer forever. Um, that's just not my journey, but I, I'm still in the game for a while. But I, you know, if I wanted to do this as I progress and, you know, get older, you know, I had thought about being there for the beginning of the day and then having my team take it for the end of the day. So that's funny that you say the shifts because it actually is an idea I've been thinking about. <laughs> clients, didn't, clients didn't bulk at all. It, it, they, we just started presenting. That's what we do, and they were like, "Oh, cool! I get longer hours from you." And it's like, yeah, it's kind of the same hours. We all win, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome, Amber. This has been so awesome. I could chat with you for hours. Thank you so much for being our guest today. I, of I course. Love, I love this conversation. Um, let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, that guide you've mentioned, and how to say hello online. Absolutely. Thanks for that invitation here. I, the best way to find me is through Instagram at Refine for Wedding Planners. And then my link tree will take you to all the different things. So website, all of that different, different collaborations and whatnot. And for those of you in other categories than wedding planning, I serve, I serve wedding planners primarily, but I'm doing a lot here to start bridging the gaps between different categories and communities. So any any ideas or thoughts you want to throw at me or, hey, you over there, come listen to what photographers have to say. I am all for it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. So this, uh, if you guys swipe on up right now, you can click on the show notes and all the links will be listed in there. You can click on uh, her Instagram and let her know you listened to today's episode. Um, you can share any aha moments. I'm sure Amber would love to hear from you. Um, and it sounds like you, you love to chat on there. So definitely hit her up, send her DM. Yeah. 
and uh, and say hi. Amber, thank you so much for being our guest. And I hope you come back real soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Amber for being here. It was such a great conversation, and I could definitely talk for hours about this. Thank you for being here, and I hope you guys got a couple of good nuggets from today's episode. If you want to find out more about Amber and say hello, swipe on up, click on the show notes, and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.